India could be out from the World T20 on the toss of a coin. Who's going to be next? It's cricket, only better. Hello again, it's Cricket, only better, episode 108. I'm Ed Hawkins, betting.betfair cricket correspondent. We're right in the thick of the T20 World Cup now. And nothing that has happened so far is in the least bit surprising if you are a regular listener. And if you're not a regular listener, where have you been? What's wrong with you? Tell them, Sam Collins. Yes, indeed. Pretty much everything that's happened so far in this tournament was predicted by our brilliant panel. And get this, our best bets section is now up a whopping 33.6. So for once in his life, Ed Hawkins is, I can confirm, right. You should get this in your ears and you should now with us say hello to our best bet bettors. First up is a discombobulated Paul Krishnamurti of betting.betfair who does know how to bet but does not know how to manage a time change. Murti, how are you? I'm good. I'm good apart from not, literally not knowing what time it is. My my TV, my Skybox is telling me an hour difference for you lot, and it has apparently for the last 24 hours. So well, Paul, Paul anything, anything could come out for me tonight. Anything would come out. Fortunately, well, let's let's wait and see. That's a promise. Um, fortunately. It is time for me to introduce Richard Mann of SportingLife.com. Hello, Richard Mann. How are you? I'm good, Sam. I don't know how to follow that, but I'm good. <laughs> good. That's what I like to hear. Maybe with lots of talk. Of, is South Africa up today? No. Well, I hope. Um, anyway, let's let's see. Um, your challenge this week, guys, is to win even more money on the following games. Yeah, tricky. What yeah. are they? Yeah, tricky task. This Pakistan versus Namibia, Afghanistan versus India, which is the big one, our featured game, and New Zealand versus Scotland. Best bet still to come at the end of the show, too, folks. So stay tuned. We're also going to have a stab at how the tournament unfolds from here. So let's go. Okay, it wouldn't be the start of the first sectiony bit of the show if I didn't read out some outright odds from Betfair Exchange, some names and numbers, some big movers this week is the news. Um, Favourites, unsurprisingly, two from two, England, sorry, three from three now. England at 2.95 on the exchange. Pakistan, 3.65. 7.2 is New Zealand. Australia, somehow still at 9.2. South Africa at 14. Afghanistan at 32. And India are out to a whopping 34. Ed Hawkins, please can we have your tournament lowdown? It's your chase bias, which is having the big say. We've had 28 games. 20 of them have been won by the side batting second. That's 71%. We did call this in our preview shows. And your boundary percentage, 28 games, 21 of them have been won by the side hitting the most boundaries. Bit of a comeback, actually, on sides who have not been hitting the most boundaries this week. But the bias still remains pretty heavy. Ed Hawkins, you have our stat of the week, but... It appears you want to make us look a little bit silly first. Please explain. Yeah, pop quiz for everybody. Well, not you, Sam. You can sit this one out. I I dread to think what Paul's going to come up with here. Which team has the highest boundary percentage in the tournament at the moment? Richard, you go first. Oh, um, I'm going to go really left field. I'm going to say Afghanistan. Paul Krishnamurti. England. Richard Richard Mann is right. 
Afghanistan are top of the pile, 18.3%. Paul's not far behind, England 17.5%. Pop quiz number two, which team has the lowest boundary percentage conceded? So in the field. Uh, I'll have a go. South Africa. Paul. Pakistan. Pakistan. You're both wrong. It's England, 9.5. But interestingly, look, England, 9.5, followed by Namibia, 10.2, Sri Lanka, 11.2, Bangladesh, 11.8, Scotland, 12.3. So none none of your contenders other than England are uh, in that top five. Is that it, Ed Hawkins? Are you finished making, making mugs of those two? Well, I, I mean, they were—they're so intuitive, aren't they? They were—they were pretty good, so it did backfire. But uh, carry on. Take credit for those stats, either can you? We've got to thank at Trader Twelve Blog for those. Check him out on Twitter. Um, probably only one of those bowling teams will make a semi-final. Um, you know, pitches are a great leveler. Batting power is key. To that end, what's going to happen in the rest of this tournament, Richard Mann? Well, it's shaping up wonderfully, isn't it? From here, I think from what what we've seen, I. I England are going to make the semi-finals. I think they'll probably meet New Zealand there. I think New Zealand will probably scrape through, having just beaten India today. And I, th- I think that 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 semi-final England New Zealand will produce the winner. I think neither side probably wants to be playing at Sharjah in the two semis and the final aren't at Sharjah, the finals at Dubai. And I think that will suit England. I mean, the bowling at Dubai has been absolutely fantastic at Australia and against the West Indies. So I think England probably too strong. I think the bowling's really well suited um, to bowling at Dubai and and, and the batting is just looking awesome with Josh Butler at the top. Um, a loads of respect for Pakistan, uh, but I just think, the conditions of the latter part of this tournament probably going to favour England. To make the final, England and Pakistan, both at 1.75 on Betfair Exchange, uh, 3.05 New Zealand, Australia 4.1, South Africa 5s, Afghanistan 10s, India, don't figure. Um, Paul Krishnamurti, Afghanistan looked big to me. We dissected them look uh, brilliantly in show 107. You even said they could win it. Um, what do you say now? Yeah, I still think that, absolutely. I think that the, the funny thing is, is they could have beaten Pakistan if they didn't have this obsession with batting first. I mean, this I understand, obviously, they have an attack that they think can defend anything. But really, how does anybody bat first in these conditions? And the stat, we've seen the stats, they're overwhelming, and they're overwhelming in the IPL. And that might be their undoing, that they back first in the wrong game. We'll get to that later, I'm sure. Um, but they've absolutely got a chance. I think that the the group finale with New Zealand is going to be an absolute classic. It's really going to come down to that for who gets to the semis. Uh, beyond that, I mean, just to say about those prices, I'd much rather back Pakistan at 1.75 because there's much more chance that they will play Afghanistan and be a lot shorter, right? And they would probably be favourites against New Zealand too. Whereas... Um, Sorry, not sorry. Ignore what I just said. England, I would rather be on at one point seven five because they would be playing Afghanistan and New Zealand, whereas Pakistan are uh, probably going to play. You know, they could play Australia or South Africa in it. Thanks, Paul. Ed Hawkins, do you, would you fancy a final word here, perchance? Just to reiterate about the toss bias, there's a lot of um, self-flagellation going on about India on Twitter and social media, and it's not their fault. They've lost two tosses and they've had to to bat first in almost impossible conditions. England and Pakistan 
have chased three times each and they've won three times each. That's what it's all about, the toss. So it's almost impossible to tell you who the best team is uh, and I'd be taking big prices on the outsiders here because if they win a toss in a semi-final, then they could be well home and hosed. Remember, it's 70% toss buyers, so there you go. Okay, you are up to date. Now, presumably, you want to know what to bet on, so let's get on with the matches. Let us begin with Namibia versus Pakistan from Abu Dhabi on Tuesday under lights. Namibia are 13.5 on the exchange. Ed Hawkins has some names for us. Pakistan expected to line up like this. Babrazam, Rizwan, Fakhar, Hafiz, Shoaib Malik, Azif Ali, the match winner against Afghanistan, Shadab, Imad, Hassan Ali. Those are all three hitters who could do something similar to Asif Ali, by the way. Uh, Afridi and Ralph Namibia, Williams van Lingen, Lofty Eaton, Erasmus Green, Witzer and Smith. They've split up the bomb squad there. Freilink, Picky, your France, Trumpelman and Schultz. Abu Dhabi, a chase bias is 73%, including the IPL matches. Your average score is 127 in this tournament. Okay, this is a challenge, guys. Let's go to Paul Krishnamurti first. How on earth do you bet on this one, Paul? What convoluted strategy do you have for us? Well, uh, obviously, match depends on the toss. If Namibia bet first, then we do what we wanted to do today, but it never happened because the toss decision, because Afghanistan batted first, and we would go under 110 and under 100 Namibia. I think as long as Pakistan are up for this, right, which you have to assume they will be, um, they are going to struggle against that attack. I mean, much better batting lineups than that struggling against Pakistan attack. Um, again, if Namibia bat first, and I think we should hope that is the case with having these bets, the Pakistan Open is a fantastic value. I mean, they're putting on, they're, they're both outstanding batsmen, Barbara Azam, Ahmad Rizwan, and they're putting on solid starts in each game. And you can still get 12 to 5 and 13 to 5 on them being top run scorer. Now, if they're chasing 100, so 110, that's just the wrong price. It should be, you know, 11 to 8, 7 to 4. Elsewhere, we should look again at other top, other top bats, but we'll get to that in a minute. With Richard Mann, would you risk Namibia batting second here? I wouldn't, no. Look, they, they had no answers to Afghanistan, did they today, batting second, and I, I just don't see it being that much easier against Pakistan, if at all. Um, no, not for me, I'm afraid. Ed Hawkins, uh, the side markets. Side anything, markets. Anything there? Indeed. Uh, Going to repeat what um, Paul said, actually. Uh, Baba and, and Rizwan, there's nothing wrong with dutching those two, that's for sure. But um, I, I would be interested in playing top match batsmen. Uh, you can get 13 to 5 about Baba and 72 about Rizwan. Also, just got a feeling that Fakas a man who can be absolutely brutal in the number three slot would really fancy taking on this Namibia attack. Uh, a lot for him to get stuck into. So he's 11 to 2 for top match bat. Vitsa has very little to beat at 5 to 1 for top Namibian run scorer. And um, I'm sure the guys will probably talk about a 3D man of the match. He's 6 to 1 with Betfair Sportsbook. And all those prices are with Betfair Sportsbook. Richard Mann, what are your views on the side markets? Anyone catch your fancy? 
Well, I mean, people, the last time I was on, I mentioned the man of the match markets, and I've just got to reiterate it again. Bowlers are dominating. Um, I don't know if they've just been favoured generally or whether it's just because we're not seeing that many high scores. The pitches are maybe helping the bowlers or maybe the bowling's just very good and the the batting hasn't been up to scratch. I think there's, there is a little bit of that in it, actually. Um, but at the moment, out of the Super, super 12 games, uh, 15 matches and 12 Man of the Match awards have gone to bowlers. Uh, four out of four at the weekend, Naveen today for Af- Afghanistan and Ishsodi for New Zealand. So I think you've got to go with a bowler in, a, in the man of the match market, especially when you've got a game like this where it's a mismatch. Afridi's the obvious one, and if you think he's too short, I could see Shadab bowling well here, actually, in the middle overs, and the spinners in the middle overs have, have been getting some favour as well. So did today for New Zealand, and Shamsi got three for in the middle overs for South Africa on Saturday, and that was enough for him to win the award. Um, so I'd be looking at those two. You could split stakes and hope that Shadab at the bigger price came in. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti, finish it off for us, please. Massive consensus going on here. My notes here have David Visa, five to one, rock solid in any Namibia lineup. Although I'd add the um, Nicole Lofty Eaton was 40 to one today and opened. So let's see what odds he is. Um, but Shadab Khan, man in a match, 16 to one. That's a fantastic price. Namibia struggle against spin and he's their principal spinner. So him and also add Imad Wazim at 13 to one. Okay, Pakistan versus Namibia is done. Next up, it's the meat in the sandwich, Afghanistan versus India, and best bets still to come. Afghanistan versus India on Wednesday from Abu Dhabi is under lights. Afghanistan, 4.8 on the early show on Betfair Exchange. Some lineups, please, Ed Hawkins. Yes, we spoke about in our last show whether Kohli was going to do an RCB on India and start chucking out players left, right and centre, and he did do that. Uh, Yadav's got the sack, uh, and Bhuv Kumar got the sack for Shadov Kaur. So could he make even more changes? I think KL Rahul might be vulnerable here, so going to line them up like this. Rohit and Kishan. Rohit had been demoted, hadn't he, to make room. Kohli, Yadav's back, Pant, Hardik, Jadeja, Thakur, Shami, Chakravarti and Bumra. Afghanistan, Zazai, Shazad, Gurbaz, Ashkar, Nabi, Zadran, Golbadin, Rashid, Mujib, Naveen and Hassan. We've sh- we've taken out Janat, Karim Janat for Hamid Hassan and we're assuming Mujib comes back in fit again. If perhaps they'd had Hassan, they would have beaten Pakistan because Karim Janat was... Uh, crucially poor at the death. Afghanistan, why do they keep batting first? To reiterate Paul's point, absolutely crazy. The pitch, 127 average total at Abu Dhabi. Toss buys is now at 82%. Okay, what an absolute belter this game is looking like. Afghanistan to win in a chase, Paul Krishnamurti? I think they are hugely priced here at 4-1 to one for the game. I think that's on the exchange. That's an excellent price. But it does look like they are going to bat first because surely India will put them in and all the evidence so far says Afghanistan will bat first. And that that's a massive negative for me. Um, but I've no doubt that they are good enough to beat India. And I, I can't help but wonder. You know, I don't blame India for losing those two games having lost the toss, but they were very disappointing in both. And you have to wonder, are they just done for the year? You know, remember them cancelling the last test against England, citing fatigue. 
Uh, I just wonder if they're going to be motivated at this stage. Richard Mann, how are you betting here? Completely concur with what Paul said. I think it's a huge price about Afghanistan. I'm probably not as sold on them as, as and I listened to that, the last show, which was excellent. And, and I know you you guys are very keen on Afghanistan for the outrights. I'm, I'm not as sold on them, but I think here that they're massive value. They, they could beat anyone on the day. And I think, I think Paul's right. India looked done. Coley's finishing the captaincy of the T20 after this tournament. They're pretty much out as it is anyway. I don't, I don't think there'll be a great deal of motivation here. Um, and I mean, the bowling, Bummer apart, Boovy struggling and lost his place now. They've picked the wrong spinners. I mean, I just don't think it could blow a candle this attack, really. Um, Afghanistan have got a great chance. Okay. Ed Hawkins, side markets, please. Yeah, look out for Betfair Sport. Book prices on Afghanistan for most fours and most sixes. This is a choice affair, really, on um, how they're doing uh, with hitting. I mean, Afghanistan are out hitting India, but of course, they'd never expect them to be favourites on this market, but they'll still be big outsiders. So those are two good bets for you. Uh, also, just keep an eye on the Ishan Kishan price, whether they're up to speed with him opening the batting or whether they think he might drop down. Uh, back into the middle order. I think they're going to keep faith with Kishan, so you might get a bit of value with him for top India run scorer. Okay. Um, Richard and Paul, any players to follow? Any other bets worth mentioning? Richard, first. Well, I mean, it's dead obvious, but I mean, the two games India have played, they've taken two wickets in two matches and Jasper Bummer's taken both of the wickets. He'll be short, but I think for top India bowler, he's absolutely rock solid because Boovey's not there and the spinners don't look up to it. Um, Shami's obviously having a tough time of it for, for reasons on and off the field. So look, he'll be short, Bummer, but I think he's rock solid in this field. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti. I'm going to leave the um, players in particular and just say, um, first of all, on the runs, India runs have been set wildly too high in both matches like 150 has been available to lay at 1.4 today, 1.5, I think, in the other game against Pakistan. Um, and I think generally runs have been set too high in a lot of games because we're seeing this quite clearly. There are not the runs out there that there were in 2020. Um, saw it in the IPN as well. So uh, i absolutely up for going unders on that, especially against this attack. So, I mean, if they were to bat first, um, then, you know, 160 could be 1.5, 1.4. That's fantastic, though. And also, just to say that, um, as Ed was saying, Afghanistan, most sixes, most fours. But this market I like is the team to win most sixes and win the match because you get a big enhancement on the match odds. So maybe Afghanistan there, you know, if they're already three to one on the sports book to do that, maybe they'll be six, seven to one for, for that. that. That interests me. Sam, if I can just quickly jump back in, sorry. Um, of course you can. Of course just, you can, Richard. Just for India top batsmen, this is a really good attack, Afghanistan's. And, and if uh, hopefully Majib will be fit, he'll really test India up front. Rohit doesn't like starting against spin. We know that. So, so there's a chance of the early wickets. But in the middle of, as Rashid Khan, wonderful bowler, but he's definitely not as good a bowler against left-handers. I think we've seen that over the years. And I think Jadeja at seven and Pant at five, they could be value players here in the middle order because I think they're, they're well suited to, to take on Rashid. Um, 
and the top order, they're struggling for runs and they're going to have a real test up front against Majib. So I think perfect storm there really to get the left-handers on side. And Jadeja will be a big price. You can do Panthers, you may not bet and, and just have a little saver on Jadeja would be my advice. Yeah. Jadeja won against New Zealand, didn't he? He did, yes. At a price. He did. Okay, lovely stuff, guys. Thank you. Which of those wages will make it to our cream of the crop? Wait and see. Now we've got our third and final game coming up. New Zealand versus Scotland is from Dubai on Wednesday. It's the early game. You can get about nine to one for, for about the Scots on Betfair Exchange. Suspect that may creep up. Ed Hawkins, lineups, please. Yeah, thank you. New Zealand, gut tilt. And Mitchell opening the batting, Williamson at three, Conway and Phillips, Nisham, Santner, Southie, Milne has made it into this 11 and made a difference against India, Sodi and Bolt. Scotland, Munsey, Kutzer, Barrington, McLeod, Cross, Leesk, Greaves, Watt, Davy, Sharif and Weald. Dubai, seven out of seven have been won by the chaser so there's your toss bias again and we've had only two 150 plus scores in the first innings out of those seven okay richard mann scotland were well beaten by namibia last time they've been thrashed by afghanistan how many are new zealand going to win by here well plenty you'd think so wouldn't you one thing i will say about dubai though and and we saw that with England at the weekend. It did actually do a little bit early on. And one thing Scotland have is a decent seam attack for, if you like, English conditions. I don't think they're going to blow New Zealand away or anything, but they might be able to pick up early wickets. And, and if New Zealand were to bat first, personally, I, I wouldn't be going mad on, on overs, on, on runs for New Zealand. Um, for all, I do think they'll run out comfortable winners. OK, thank you, Richard. Um, any hope for the Scots here, Paul? No, I, I don't think so. Um agree completely with what Rich just said. I mean, it's, it's Dubai <laughs> isn't a place generally to back openers on the evidence we've seen. That's the worst time to bat. Although at the same time, you've got the same argument you had before as the Pakistan game where were Scotland to bat first, we bowled out cheaply, there'd been an advantage to back in the openers. But you saw today with Afghanistan and Namibia as well, you're just not seeing those huge totals. Right? I mean, we might have expected with these minnows that we might see some 200 plus scores, but we're not even getting close to that. You know, I mean, Afghanistan started well against Namibia and they certainly ended up scraping into 160 at the end. So it might well be a case if New Zealand back first to go unders, because I'd imagine par would be set really high, like 175 or something. Interesting, interesting. Um, any fancy play on Scotland runs if they back first here, do you reckon, Paul? No, I, I think they're going to struggle to get past 130. I mean, the problem they've got as well is Trent Bolt. I mean, in those conditions, they are not going to want to take on Trent Bolt. You know, they'll be doing well just to keep wickets in that early bit. And really, 120, 130, I think, is where we're going to end up at best. Okay. Ed Hawkins, what have you spotted on the side markets? Uh, looking for points of difference again with a, a minnow against one of the big boys. What sort of a player have they not seen before? Um, and it may well be Trent Bolt with those left arm darts that they won't be able to cope with. So uh, thinking about him for a man of the match bet and also Milne as well, just because he's so dangerous, quick and accurate. If you remember back to how good he was in the 100 and he pulled things back 
quite nicely against India. So looks to have found his feet quite early in the tournament. For Scotland, top batsman, uh, Greaves lower down, 25-30, probably wins it. The odds on him are creeping up again. You might get uh, 10s, 12s perhaps. He's won it already for Scotland in this tournament. I did have a note about Martin Guptill uh, for a big knock because I think he might be about to, have found, to find his level, but um, uh, probably going to be too short. Okay, um, Richard, any one of those catch your eye? Well, I'll be banging the man of the match drum again. Um, I think this is an ideal scenario for a real mismatch and, a, and you can get two on side. Uh, Paul's obviously mentioned ball and absolutely fair point. The one thing I noted just when Scotland played Afghanistan was was McGlieb ran through them, quality spin, they had no answer and he's obviously a special bowler. But Sodi and Santo have bowled well, Sodi in particular so far. Um, so I'd be happy to split stakes on those two in the man of the match market. I think New Zealand will win and, and I could see a bowler copping in the man of the match award again. Okay. Um, before we go to best bets, Paul, anything for you? Well, again, a lot of consensus there. I mean, we haven't got any prices yet. Bolt could be quite short, which is a, a, a negative, but it's really obvious for man of the match. So perhaps, so also perhaps add Milne and Sodi. Uh, on the Scottish middle order, that, that makes a lot of sense. Michael Leesk, as well as uh, Greaves, Chris Greaves is another one. Michael Leesk is generally about 12, 14 to 1. He can bat. And I think generally, considering how hard it is with the new, against the new ball there, it's the perfect opportunity to touch two or, back two or three middle order Scottish players. Okay, thank you. Right, we're done with all those games. And now it's money time. Right, best bets time. Ed Hawkins, you've got the scores on the doors for us. Yes, Richard Mann is plus 17.3. Paul Krishnamurti is but a slither behind at plus 16.3. More pluses in the battery. It's Paul to go first, I think we said, didn't we? Okay, so I will have two points on Mohamed Rizwan top bat for Pakistan versus Namibia at 13-5. And I'll have two points on Jasprit Bumrah, top India bowler against Afghanistan. Okay, and I will um, Dutch half a unit, half a point each, man in a match, Shadab Khan and Imad Wazim for Pakistan against Namibia. And I will Dutch Ravi Jadeja and Rishad Pant in the top India batsman market against Afghanistan. Half a unit each. Okay, I'll have uh, one point on David Visa, top bat, five to one for Namibia against Pakistan. And in the New Zealand v Scotland match, I'm going to Dutch East Sodi and Mitchell Santa, one point each in the man of the match market. Okay, and I'll have one point on... Um, Trent Bolt, man, the match for New Zealand against Scotland. A consensus indeed for Cricket Only Better Show 108. And we're done and we're out of here. In the meantime, until we're back again, I think in your ears on Wednesday, don't forget to check out betting.betfair for every single World T20 match previewed. And we've got special offers on there as well. And we will see you next time.